Welcome to the Build Your Coaching Business Podcast. We'll talk about how to start, grow, and enjoy your coaching business. Plus, we'll dig into the failures and lessons we've learned along the way. I hope you enjoy and subscribe. Well, hello there. Welcome to today's episode, where we're going to make your niche very simple. So before we dig into that, I want to invite you, if you're a coach and you want to build an offer, right, what you sell and a process for delivering on that offer, I'm running a live, it's not a training, but it's like a mini course where I'm going to walk you through the seven pieces of your offer. You're going to put them all in place. You're going to build a process to deliver on your offer, right, to who you help and the, the result you sell. And we're going to build that whole thing out. You're going to get direct feedback. I have office hours where you can come and ask your questions, get the answers to them, not wonder and and be confused, right? So that is coming up. I'm running a live version of it. In the future, you'll be able to access this as a just a free download, enter email, but there won't be the live component to it then. So I highly recommend go to the show notes click the link and check out the details and see if it's a good fit for you. So in today's episode, I wanted to start us at the very beginning. So when I think about building a coaching business, there are three pillars to it, right? The first pillar is your offer and how you deliver on that offer with your process and all the decisions you make for your offer, right? So that's that's the first pillar of your business. The second pillar of a coaching business is your selling process, how you sell, right? How you move people towards paying you for your paid offer. And when we talk about selling process, there are so many of them, right? You're already familiar with it. Like a webinar is a selling process, a, um, a challenge is a selling process, a automated funnel is a selling process, Uh, posting on social media and inviting someone to book a consult, that's a selling process. So you have your offer and your process to deliver on the offer. Then you have a selling process, right? That's the, the second piece. And then the third pillar of your business is where you spend time finding and finding people who already have the audience you speak to and growing your audience. So we're not trying to just pick up these people from nowhere. We're finding people who already have the audience and then we're growing our own audience, right? And you grow that audience and filter them through your selling process. So it might be a value, like just trading your email address, but it, you know, that like, that's the simplest way to grow your audience. So those are the three pillars of your coaching business. Now, if we take this all the way to the beginning, it starts with what's your offer, And at the very beginning of what's your offer is who do you help and what's the result they want to purchase? Most people would categorize this as your niche. And the purpose of a niche, right? They have all those crazy questions. I'm sure you guys have seen those niche questions. I remember being so confused and like, I don't know why it matters what magazines they read and like, why does their age matter? And like all these pieces that just seemed so ridiculous to me, but I'm going to make it simple. You're going to understand it after today's episode. So remember, your niche is just two questions, who you help and the result they want to buy. And so here's why these matter. 
Because the purpose of a niche is to direct who you speak to, right? The who, who do you speak to? What do you talk about? Where do you find them? And what do you help them with? Let me, let me break that down. Who do you speak to? This is like, is it a mom, right? So if it's a woman, it's too vague to be a woman, right? Because we don't know how to answer the next question, right? Like, what do I talk about and where do I find her? So when we say, who do I speak to? It's like, it's bringing in all four of these variables or maybe five, right? Who I speak to, what do I talk about? Where do I find them? And what do I help them with? Really, it's like, who is broken into who you speak to? What do you talk about? Where do you find them? Although your result is... What do you talk about too? So let me give you an example of this. Let's say that your who is a woman, right? And we're like, okay, women are everywhere. Not sure yet. (laughs) And then you make it one layer deep. It's a mom, right? So we're like, oh, okay, who? She's a mom. And then you start to think about, you know the answer. Where do I find her? And you start thinking about where are moms hanging out Like we could just stop there. Where are moms hanging out? But then you could also filter it by the result, right? What do they want help with? So you know where to find them because you can find moms hanging out. And then your result goes even further to say, oh, here's the result they want. So they're probably categorizing themselves one layer deeper. Okay. So that's the purpose. The reason you answer the question of who do you help and what result do they want to buy is so you know who you speak to what you talk about, where you find them, and what you help them with. So the who you help them, right? Like this is a huge piece of it, right? Because it's going to determine everything I just said. But when you think about these two pieces, there is this, there's this concept that I think just like blows my, it just blows my mind and everybody who hears it. (laughs) And it's that you only need to be specific with one of these variables, So you can either be specific with your who, or you can be specific with your result, but you don't need to be specific with both of them. I know, what a relief. (laughs) Let me give you an example of this. So notice as I give you these examples, how like, right, like, because the question I always hear and the question I always wondered was, how do I know if I'm specific enough? And so I want you to hear like, oh, I know who I'm talking to with this example, or I know what I would talk about, or I know where I would find them, right? Like those are the things you want to think about. Because if you can't think of those, you're not going to know what to talk about. You're not going to know what examples to use, and you're definitely not going to know where to find them. So notice how in these examples, it's very clear. So here is an example of what it looks like to have a specific who and a vague result. The who is divorced women, right? Women post-divorce who consider themselves in transition and maybe are like into yoga and Pilates, right? There's a spiritual element that they enjoy. Now, let's break this down because I could have just said women post-divorce. Like, let's let's be honest here. I could have just said women post-divorce. But the reason I put in that like considers themselves in transition is because, and this is a client's actual example to me, was because she said those words, right? So notice if you say words like that, when I think about why that matters to put in the who category, it's like, it's because of how you think of who you're speaking to. 
Now, when you create content and speak to her, you aren't just talking about anything, right? You narrowed it for your own self where you're like, it's a woman and she's post-divorce. So she isn't wallowing in despair. She isn't struggling to survive. She considers herself in transition. So it's how you think of her, but it's also how she thinks of herself, She may not use those words, right? But it's like the way you're going to speak to her with the examples, she's going to think like she's going to realize, oh yeah, I'm in transition. And then that other piece of like the spiritual element, it's like, right, it might come through your content. It might be that you share things like that. But now let's look through these, these pieces and how they help you find your person and know what to talk about. So the result, which I haven't told you yet, it's like that's going to guide what you talk about. But you could go to Google and you could enter in women after divorce and you're going to find podcasts, you're going to find blogs, you're going to find websites, you're going to find forums, you're going to find organizations, all of people who have already gathered an audience of women after divorce and are serving them. And your objective is to find who is serving them, who already has an audience of these people so that you can go and be in that space or partner with that person, give value to them and grow your audience. And so when we think about, right, like women in divorce, post-divorce could have been it. You would have known how to go to Google and find those people. But then when we add like the consider themselves in transition, that's only for how you think about speaking to them. And then the spiritual element, you could use this as like, you could go to Google and you could find women who like like yoga, Pilates, that kind of spirituality things. And then you could go be with them, but only speak about and to women post-divorce, right? So it's like, you'd still be holding on to the woman post-divorce and transition, but you would be finding her in a different space, She wouldn't necessarily have like narrowly categorized herself in a space of divorce, but rather she's hanging out in the spiritual place and then like identifies with the woman in transition after divorce category, right? So the who pieces there are all there to serve you and help you speak to her and find her. And then, right, you'll know what kind of examples to talk about. Because when you think about the stories, you're probably going to already filter for this. But it's like, maybe in your mind, she's a corporate woman. Or maybe in your mind, she has no children. Or she has children, but they've grown up. Now, you don't have to go that next layer of detail. But notice how the more specific you are, it's like, oh, I know what stories to tell. I know what examples to give because I know the life of a woman at that stage. And so the, 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 it's not that it matters how old she is, but it's kind of like the stories she will relate to will change based on which phase of life she's in. And so that might be another piece of your who that you may find valuable to add. Now, the vagueish result here right? So our who is very specific. And then the result is vagueish. The result is you help her reinvent herself, right? Her identity. That's the result. And I know, right? Like some of you are going to be like, wait a minute, that's good enough. That's specific enough. (laughs) It is because your who is so specific. And because she wants to reinvent herself, right? Like woman post-divorce, that's like a whole, like you're like, of course she wants to reinvent herself. But when you get on a consult with this woman, 
you're going to get more specific. You're going to find out, right? However long your package is, you're going to ask her after this many weeks, how will you know you got the result? How will you know you reinvented yourself? And she's probably going to already told you things she wants to work on or what she wants. But the answer to that kind of question, that's what you're looking for. That's going to be how you measure if she got the result. Because she's probably going to say something very specific like, I want to buy a whole new wardrobe. I want to start dating again. I want to hang out with my friends and like recreate my social life. I want to ask for a raise. I want to get a new job. I'm I'm making a long list here. (laughs) But like those are very tangible things that at the end of 12 weeks, for example, you would be able to say like, okay, great. We nailed this, this, and this. And she would know I reinvented myself. Done. Not done, but you know, like accomplished in that time frame. And you would know as the coach, I delivered on the result that I told her I could help her get. So even though your who is very specific and your result is vague-ish, you will get more specific with what she wants. And you're not going to find out until the consult. And then after you do so many consults and work with so many clients, you're going to start noticing like, oh, here are some of the things they bring. In the beginning, I was just guessing what kind of results they wanted, but now I hear it over and over. I hear how they talk about it. And then that's going to come into your content. You're still going to talk about it in more of a vagueish way of reinventing yourself, but you might have very specific examples where when they hear it, they're like, yes, that's how I want to reinvent myself. So that's what your niche might look like in the vague and specific with who and result, right? Now let's switch it the other direction. So we're going to be very specific with the result. Some of you know a result that's very specific that you can deliver on. Some of you know a who, right? We're just going to go with whichever one is easiest for you because we don't need them both to be specific. So in in this example, our result, our very specific result is lose a hundred pounds in a way that they can maintain. Now, the reason that 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 little detail is important is because it's not lose a hundred pounds with weight loss surgery. It's not lose a hundred pounds with pills or shakes, right? Something that they're not going to be able to do forever. It's like it's lose a hundred pounds in a way that they're going to be able to maintain. And so that is very specific. But right? We might go to Google and we might be able to find people who want to lose weight or want to lose a hundred pounds, but we almost, right? We need more information. We don't really know what kind of stories to share. We don't know how to speak to exactly where they're at in their life, Um, right? There's, There's still stuff we need to know. And so that's where we're going to bring it in with the who. It's still vague-ish, but it gives us the information we need. So I want to give you a couple of examples, right? Because our our very specific result could work for multiple people. Most of you, though, I just imagine you already have like an idea of who you want to speak to. And usually you think you have to decide, but really you were going to talk to them already. Like I don't talk to women in corporate because I wasn't really in corporate, right? I don't really understand that way of thinking and that way of like living life. Same thing with like lawyers, I don't create content specifically for lawyers because that isn't my life experience. So you're naturally going to have a who that you're more inclined to. That's why you see coaches who help moms. 
because so often they're moms and they know how to help moms because they know that struggle, right? So you already probably know who you want to help. So don't, don't make this complicated. Here's a couple of examples though. Notice how the who changes what you're going to talk about, what kind of content, um, who you're actually speaking to and where you find them. So if your who is a mom, notice how that changes, right? It's a mom that wants to lose 100 pounds and maintain it. So now when you go to Google, you might find spaces where moms are gathering. Who's built an audience of moms? And that's where you're going to go. They don't necessarily have to have wanted to lose 100 pounds, but that could be the value, right? Like helping people lose weight and then you have your very specific offer. Or Let's like, right, like so moms, when you think about the stories and the examples you're going to share, you're probably going to talk about getting up off the floor, playing with your children, like seeing your grandchildren, right? Thinking that like long-term version, feeling good in your body, being an example to your children, all of those things, those are going to be the things that a mom is going to resonate with. Whereas someone who works full time and wants to lose a hundred pounds, like, right, woman who works full time, that's a very different, she's, right, like she's getting up, she's out of the house by 8am, probably sooner, she's not getting home until late, she has like a minimal time to meal prep and make dinner and think about food. So it's like, it's a whole different set of who and how you talk to them. And I want to show you an example here with your who and age. Because, right, so often those niche questions are so weird that you're like, why do I care about that? But let me show you how the age comes in. So I'm going to switch over to a man who wants to lose 100 pounds. We could have stuck with women. It doesn't actually matter. But notice how what you talk about and where you find them will change. Now, if it's a man who wants to lose 100 pounds, you're still going to look at where who's gathered an audience of men who want to lose weight. And you're going to, or who's gathered an audience of men. But then we go this next and we're going to do it by age. So we're just imagining a young man, 20s, 30s, right? And the things you say to speak to him are probably going to be in line with starting a young family, wanting a girlfriend, wanting a wife, wanting a, like wanting to hang out with friends, wanting to feel confident in their clothes, wanting to, um, you know, watching their friends play basketball, all those things, Right very different things you're going to talk about based on their age, not because the age matters, but because the age gives you like an idea of where do I find them and what are they going to relate to versus a man who's in his 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. He and and needs to lose 100 pounds or wants to lose 100 pounds. He's going to probably be living a different life. He's thinking about retirement. He's thinking about his his like rest of his life health. He's thinking about wanting to be healthy like with his wife. He might be thinking about like like right a friend might have gotten sick or died. That's like that's what happens the older you get. And that triggered this like oh my gosh, I want to get this together. Or he saw like really hot muscular older man and he was like crap I need to lose 100 pounds I want to get this together and so the the age category it doesn't matter because of age it only matters because it's directing you on who am I speaking to what am I going to talk about where do I find them right and my friends that is what makes a niche simple when you make it who you speak to And the result they want to buy, oh, I guess there's one more layer I would speak to about this. 
And that is like, that's through the choosing, but I want to, I want to talk for a minute on this like result they want to buy. Because often what coaches do is they choose a result based on (laughs) what everybody else is selling, which it's not a terrible, it's not a terrible idea, but it's not a great idea either, right? You'll kind of like work through that in the market research section of building your offer. Um, But you want to choose, basically, there's there's two ways of looking at what you sell. There's what you want to sell. It's how you think about it. It's what you know they need. It's typically in like your industry language. And then there's what they want to buy, and it's in the words that like it's in normal people words. <laughs> they like actively want it. And it's like something they're even seeking, right? They're not just like, you're not convincing them. You're not telling about it for the first time. They want it and are pursuing it. And they're like meeting up with you who offers it. And that difference right there is the difference between an offer that's easy to sell or easier and one that you will struggle to sell and struggle to talk about. So when you're choosing a result, you're not just picking something vague or specific even. You're picking it based on what does someone want to buy. There is a group of them. They already are congregating and they actively are pursuing wanting this. Because when I think about coaches using like coach lingo and like picking things from like how you think about it, they're going to try and sell self-trust or uh, I don't know. There's a lot, there's a lot of weird things we think about as coaches <laughs> and ways we talk about it. Whereas a normal person, what they might want is like, I want to feel good about myself and like start dating again, right? They don't want to just feel good about themselves. They want to feel good about themselves to start dating. And we might, right? We might get more specific with our who and our result, but it's like there you take away the industry jargon. You take away you and your way of thinking about it and describing it. And you have to put yourself in the perspective of a normal person who is actively wanting the thing. They actively want to start dating. They actively want to reinvent themselves after divorce. They actively want to lose weight. They actively want to improve their marriage. And when I say actively, I mean they're already searching. They already have their eyes open for it. You're not like educating them about coaching. They want this result. And so you're choosing a who and you're choosing a result that they already want to buy And that's going to be the beginning of an offer that you know exactly who to talk to, you know what to talk about, you know the result you're going to deliver on. And so then you're going to build a process to deliver on that result, to anticipate where they will struggle because they will, right? Our clients don't have the result yet because it's hard, (laughs) right? Like it is hard. And so when we build that offer for them, when we tell you, I can help you do this. Like we build an offering, we build a process to take them there. We build a process that helps them with the hard parts. And then you're going to, right? Like when you think about your offer, you're going to choose a length of time, not just randomly, but based on how long will it take them to get this result or what chunk of time do they need for the first segment of it? You're going to choose what kind of call you offer. There's there's multiple choices. It's not just, you know, do a consult and the kind of style you see everywhere, but you have choices. 
And then you're going to choose your pricing. And there are different methods for choosing pricing. Some of them allow you to like delay your money mindset work and just choose a price that feels good now. So if you want to do that offer work, we're going to be doing it live. Um, again, you can go to the show notes, you can click that link. Um, but also, right, this is the work. My, my live version of this is the light version of building your offer. It's everything you need. But there's also a beefier version that's in the um, unconventional business school. And that will be launching again in a couple of weeks and open for you all to join as well. So that's it for this week. I hope that this is so helpful for you to think about niches. And if it has been, share it with a friend so that they can get help with this too. Hey, who's your business coach? If you don't have one, I'd be honored to help you grow your coaching business. I have a daily practice that'll help you feel powerful, focused, and comforted in the discomfort of growing your business. This mental routine will help you create any goal you're working on. Sign up for this free training at elizabethsalazarcoaching.com. Just like this podcast, it's free. I'll see you over in your inbox.